Hi everyone, it's Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of Cause Talk Radio. Um, on the line with me is Megan Strand. Hey Megan, how are you today? I'm awesome, Joe. How are you? Very good, very good. And I'm really excited that uh, my Valentine, uh, John Hayden, is also on the line. Hi there, lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've got a busy show today, Megan, don't we? We do. We're excited to have John on because he is the guru of Facebook, um, as evidenced by the fact that he has just written and published the book, Facebook Marketing for Dummies. Is it Facebook Marketing for Dummies? Did I get the title right, John? It is Facebook Marketing for Yay. Dummies. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about Facebook and specifically about Facebook and um, cause marketing, our, our personal favorite topic. So uh, we are excited to have John on today to talk about that. Um, but before we dig in, I want to just let our listeners know that you can hear Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on Stitcher or Smart Radio. Um, Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows from your iPhone, iPad, uh, your Android phone, Kindle Fire, and more on the demand and on the go. And if you don't have Stitcher, you can download it for free at Stitcher.com. So um, without further ado, I wanted to j- jump right in and talk to John because there's been some interesting things happening um, from the Facebook perspective. As we know, most of us know that use Facebook, uh, the Facebook timeline has been a new addition for users. And just yesterday, I think we read that timeline will now be available for brands. So I wanted to ask John about that. What do you think? What do I think? Um, well, Actually, um, so Facebook is going to announce this at the end of February, okay? They're, right, they're basically going to release it to like a handful of, of brands. And I think it's going to be exciting, but I also feel that I, I don't feel like people should over-focus on it because, you know, it's a new feature. It's coming out, but I think the tendency is to be, oh, what do we do? Our Facebook pages are going to look totally different. Um, and the reason why people shouldn't really freak out that much or obs- or over-obsess with it is because really nobody visits your Facebook page anyhow, <laughs> okay? And what I mean by that is that really, you know, I would say maybe 95% of the action actually happens in the news feed. The only time someone goes to your page is when they go there themselves because they're curious, right? Or they're directed there. If you send them there with other channels like email marketing or direct mail or some other channel, and then they go to your Facebook page. So those are really the only reasons. Um, now that said, I mean, there's some really great things about the timeline. The, the I think the probably the biggest thing is going to be that huge cover um, image that you can use. Right. And so I think what this will mean for organizations is that they can tell their story a lot more powerfully because an image... A picture says a thousand words. Well, so what, I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing. What I was reading about yesterday that I thought you know, was interesting was that you can now with timeline, you can go back prior to the history of your Facebook page um, and add things from your organization's time frame, from your organization's timeline. So even though you started your Facebook page in 2010, you can go back to 1980 when your business was founded and add things to your timeline, which I think is valuable. Um, it is, yeah. What do you think, Joe? What do you think, Joe? From a cause marketing perspective, do you see any applications for this? Well, uh, well, you know, I, I think it's kind of, you know, I think what we're seeing too is, you know, the idea of social curation online, and uh, you know, Facebook, I think, is adjusting to that. I mean, one of the things I have to say, John, is I hate timeline. Uh, you <laughs> of know, course, when I you see do. it on a person's page and stuff. I do. And it's like I find it confusing. I want to, you know, I want to look at something um, more chronological. Logical, you know, I'm used to the regular Facebook page, and you 
you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I look at it as, a, as like a huge distraction. Um, because, you know, the pages I go to, I generally like to see the traditional um, layout. And uh, but I do think that the timeline is a reflection of, you know, this idea of social curation online and, you know, having all your things in one place so people can see them. And and I agree with you, John, too, on the cover image. I mean, that can be really powerful. Um, but overall, I find it very confusing to use. Well, and I think that's part of the learning process. And I think that's, you know, how Facebook iterates is just by annoying users because they're used to one thing and then changing and then um, people get used to that and then they change that. So it's, you know, it's that mm. constant iteration of Facebook. But um, yeah. I don't know, John, have you seen any, I know that cause marketing isn't exactly your niche, you know, you do, you're the guru of all Facebook marketing, but mm. um, have you seen any cause marketing campaigns that you think are particularly effective on Facebook? Um, I mean, there are a couple of different types of um, cause marketing efforts on Facebook. The the most common, and, and Joe knows this, is is the like for a donation. You know, like our page, and once we hit 10,000 people, this company will donate, you know, a dollar for each like up to this amount. That's typically what you see. Um, and, I mean, that that's really what I've been seeing. I haven't really seen too many that are... Um, Noteworthy. I mean, recently there been, there have been this uh, you know the friendlies cone cones for kids, mm -hmm, and there was this thing mm -hmm. that Macy's did you know create this virtual Valentine's Day card, um, which I, Joe I forgot to send one to you, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I got the uh, Walking Dead uh, Valentine that you sent me. That if I was uh, if you were a zombie, you would eat me last. So I really appreciate oh, yeah. that. That is a yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, because we both know how much we love that show. So, you're right, you're but right. you know, those are the, the two campaigns, uh, John, just this past week with Valentine's Day. And you are right that Facebook likes campaigns are pretty much the dominant campaign out there right now. And you know, Macy's did something this week, a create a Valentine uh, for the American Heart Association's uh, Go Red for Women. And so every time you liked uh, the page on Facebook, $2 went to the American Heart association up to $250,000. And mm. uh, what it was a real nice iteration of this this week, though, is, you know, I like when we can kind of take the offline and combine it with the online. Absolutely. And uh, we saw this. Yeah. And we saw this in New York this week. You can Times Square think energy had this great Valentine Day sculpture. I'll put the link for it up on the show notes. Um, but what people could do is they could put their hand on a device right outside the hut, and it would brighten depending on the number of people that had their hands on top of one another. So the, the actual energy and heat from people's hands was generating the light. And they combined that with a Facebook Lights campaign. So if you took your picture near this uh, this radiating hot um, and posted it on the Think Energy Facebook page, uh, they were donating to um, a children's hospital in New York up to $10,000. You know, mm. I think we're so going to. It was kind of an iteration. Yeah, no, I think we're going to start seeing mm. more of that. I, um, I think as both of you know, I um, did a white paper on cause marketing on Facebook for the Cause Marketing Forum, um, and I talked to lots and lots and lots of of people, both from the nonprofit sector and from the corporate sector. And the hit I was getting was that people are really, I mean, the like for like for a donation is pretty standard, run of the mill. And from the nonprofit perspective, the people I talked to said. You know, I mean, for us, it's kind of gravy. If, if it's not too much effort on our part, we're happy to get these donations. Um, but it mm -hmm. seemed like people were feeling that that, that was going to start to be going by the wayside because you're seeing so many of them and it's it's not catching people's attention yeah. anymore. The other thing we've seen a lot of yeah. that has changed a lot are these voting campaigns that also happen on Facebook mm -hmm. that tends to be the place that 
these campaigns take place where a company will offer up a sum of money and say, you know, cast your vote for your favorite nonprofit and it will have one of four nonprofits you can vote for. Um, and we've seen a lot of these different campaigns, especially over the holidays. And, and they'll combine different things like uh, create an ornament, I think uh, one of the companies did, and specify which, which nonprofit organization you want your ornament to go to, and that will count as a vote. So they, there, are, there are mashups of this. Um, but interestingly, from that perspective, nonprofits are really becoming more um, savvy in that respect, and they're, they're requiring donation minimums. So they're not, it's, mm. the winner-take-all programs are really not happening as much anymore, where it's like a $20,000 prize and only one nonprofit gets it. Now it's more of a pay-to-play. So it's like every nonprofit that participates gets $5,000, and the winner will get ten. Um, because what's yeah. happening is that, you know, it takes nonprofits massive efforts to launch and support these these online campaigns. So, mm-hmm. um, but I agree with yeah. Joe, you and, know, this you know, online offline thing is important. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I think, too, John, the important thing about like campaigns for cause marketing and how brands use them, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, but Facebook actually made some changes a few months back that would kind of lessen the importance of Facebook likes on pay- on people's news feeds and mm. actually put more of a value on engagement on the Facebook page. So what I mean by that is just because someone liked your page didn't mean it always showed up on your Facebook, on your Facebook news feed, um, that it would depend on the engagement level afterwards. So I think Facebook is kind of onto it and, uh, and knows that a like isn't a love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and uh, it raises a really interesting thing. I mean, basically, um, the idea of liking a page is different from liking a piece of content. Um, and both of those yep. still show up in the newsfeed, but users aren't really, they're not required to like a page in order to comment on a post, right? So what that does is it actually, in a way, it from uh, an organization's perspective or a brand's perspective, when someone likes your page, it means that they actually like you as an organization or a brand, and they are, they're opting into receiving your stuff in their newsfeed. Whether they receive it in their newsfeed or not is another question. Um, yep. But I think, you know, in terms of these cause marketing uh, programs, what I've seen that maybe could use some improvement is um, <clears throat> I see some situations like where a brand will get involved with a nonprofit. It's a very short-term relationship. Oh, let's do this for mutual gain, but there's no real long-term commitment to each other. And then so what you get is you get this like, you know, like our page and, and, and so-and-so will give us a dollar. And then guess what? The party's over. The honeymoon's over, and everybody forgets about everybody else. You know, the brand goes away, and they do something else. And you know, it would be great if there was more follow-up, like like the page. And but I think a brand, in order to really, and Megan, I'm sure you'll agree with this, in order for a brand to really um, kind of get the full value of what cause marketing is really about, they will demonstrate that they're sincere about the cause by being in it for the long term, mm-hmm. right? And even, you know, just because someone likes a page, it really doesn't, in a sense, it doesn't even mean that they're going to receive that page's content in their newsfeed, right. right? So there's got to be follow-up. Right. Like if it was a like, and then, hey, share your story about your, um, you know, your your personal story about this cause and why you support this cause and have the brand on the brand's page, you know, for example, with Friendly Ice Cream, you know, on their page, have discussions about, um you know, Easter seals and what that means for families and so forth and have this real sincere back and forth engagement with, uh, you know, photos and updates and all that in addition to the just the likes, you know. 
So I think that could be. So John, that, that could be great. so I think too in the campaigns that we highlighted this week, the Macy's campaign, and then the Think Energy campaign, that really combined. Uh, a bigger level of engagement with people because it was asking that people upload a picture, a physical picture from, you know, of them next to this particular hot in Times Square in Boston, uh, excuse me, in New York. Um, so, you know, it did require some extra engagement with people. So it strikes me that that's a better use of the platform. It is actually when you connect yeah. multiple other Pla- you know, like email marketing, direct mail, this, this, I love this, uh, think energy. Yeah. I mean, going yeah. literally outside and having this cool thing and who's not going to, yeah. who's not going to go up to this thing, put their hand on it and, and take and, a picture of it. I mean, who's not going to do that? It's just pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I think the, yeah. I, I think the, the challenge too with Facebook is that, um, again, when I was writing the white paper, I talked to a couple of different folks who said, you know, it, it, these campaigns have to be very simple. What you're asking these people to do has to be very simple because if it's not, they're not going to do it. So uploading a picture of, you know, if you're out and about in Times Square and you see this heart and it's really cool and you take a picture of it, that is super easy to upload to Facebook because most people have smartphones. They're already there. However, if you then said, okay, I need you to write a, do a video of yourself in front of the heart and say something witty and funny and then upload it to Facebook, that campaign may not be as effective because you're asking people to do more. Um, so some of these, you know, we, I talked to several people who had campaigns that did not do well because they asked people to upload a video or go do something and then upload it. Whereas uploading a picture that people already had of a picture of their right. kid or their mm. pet, that seemed to be more effective. Have you, have you seen that John where simplicity well, yeah. is, is important uh, on Facebook? Oh, across, I mean, across the board with any type of, in any type of marketing campaign on, on Facebook. The reality is, is that, you know, Facebook users are basically lazy racehorses. They love to run <laughs> around the track, but if you put up a couple of hurdles, they're just going to lie down and be like, oh, you know what? Two hurdles, I've had it. I'm done. Well, that's like and the th- permissions, right? Like when, pe- when people have <laughs> oh, to give yeah. permissions to applications and you see six of them, you're like, I'm not doing that. I mean, yep, yep. that's... And, they, and Facebook changed that. They now have this, uh, what do they call it? They call it I love their terms too, how they call, they name things frictionless sharing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. It's just like, what is that? It's yet something else that people just don't understand. And that's a good thing for Facebook. Oh, frictionless sharing. It sounds fun and frictionless. What, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, it basically means frictionless sharing is uh, now uh, with things like, um, you know, sp- uh, uh, Pinterest and Spotify and these timeline apps, you, you opt in once. It's one time. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, and and this is really the benefit of that. Really, that's great is for, for brands. For yeah, and 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 the 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 uh, you know Facebook, they're not a bunch of idiots. They're really smart. And so this is really you know they know that every time someone's on a mobile phone and they go to use Spotify or Pinterest or something like that, you know the users don't want to have to opt in every single time. That's a massive hurdle, right? So now they have this frictionless sharing thing. They opt in one time. I don't know how good it's for, but you know basically it's one time, and then they. The app is connected. Whatever they do is is going to be connected, you know. And I th- I would love to see brands do a lot more cause marketing with uh, the timeline with these timeline apps, you know. And I think these these are relatively new, but I think I th- I'm hoping to see a lot more of that. You let us know when you see your first timeline hey, John, cause marketing campaign, John, because that would be I interesting. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Well, you know, one of the things I'm curious, John, is how, how do you, can you give me a very simple explanation of how a timeline cause marketing program would work? So even if we took one of the partners that we had talked about this week, you know, if we took uh, Macy's and we took their Facebook page and we took a partnership with Go Red, how would it be different with the timeline? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so the way that um, it could be different is that it's more of that long-term relationship that I talked about before. All right. Now, these this this would obviously um, exclude a lot of people who are like one-time type of donors. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Easter right. Seal, yep. sure, I'll give to them, no big deal. But you know, someone who's really affected by uh, that cause, they're going to be in it for the long run. So these type of timeline apps, it could say, you know, every time they go to friendlies, you know, John, you know, um, stopped off at friendlies or, um, had ice cream or ate or enjoyed ice cream. So instead of like, it's like enjoyed is really the verb. And then that's on their enjoyed ice cream and, and helped out an Easter seals child or something like that. And then that's automatically posted to their wall. You know, and again, uh, very good. Yeah. you know, peripheral supporters are not going to be doing that because that's just going to be a pain. Like, I don't want to have Easter Seals mentioned on my timeline every every single time I go to, right, right. to get fat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, uh, but, you know, the people that are really more committed, um, I think that'll be it would be great if that could be like a consistent thing that's tied together. And I, yeah, I, so, I would I think that'll happen in the future. Like, you know, cause me, John, to, too, like. You're talking more about like that qualitative engagement that, you know, one of the things I think we have to convince brands and nonprofits of is like, it's not about how many likes you get. It's about, it's about engagement. And if you end up with fewer likes, uh, but you end up with more engagement on your page, you're going to be better off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could do, you know, you could do a like thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, what I'm saying is that there should be a follow-up. There should be like this. And then this is the next thing, you know? Right. So there's nothing wrong with the like thing because that is very simple, as Megan pointed out. Like, remove those hurdles. Like the page, a dollar goes here. Great. I totally get it. No well, question. I, I wonder with timeline as well what we were talking about earlier when I was mentioning that I thought it was neat that companies could put um, previous activities onto their timeline. I think for some of these organizations like Macy's, for example – American Express, some of these organizations that have had really long-term, long-standing partnerships with nonprofit organizations, I wonder if that doesn't become part of their timeline, you know, raised uh, $500,000 for March of Dimes or what, what have you. Wow, that's a brilliant idea. I love it. I, I love that idea. And I it's think totally that would be doable. a really, really good way for them to share their brand message yeah. um, via cause. So I, yeah. I hope to see that. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Hey, yeah. I have one one last question for you because I think we're running yeah. up on, the, on the, the end of the show here. But sure. um, you are the Facebook expert, as we've established. <laughs> one, so, of well, one of them. Well, one of one of them. But <laughs> well, John, you are today because you are the you are the expert. Zuckerberg today. didn't return our calls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so how how do you personally stay on top of things that are happening on Facebook? Because th I think that's really important for people who are using Facebook, especially from a cause marketing perspective. Is that it is important to stay up on these changes? I mean, obviously, people can read your blog. Mm -hmm. But what else do you do? What kind of websites um, do you? I mean, read? what I do, I read inside Facebook, which is great, and also Mari Smith mm -hmm. is great, and Beth Cantor. I, be, I guess nonprofit should know about her. Um, Beth is always kind of poking around about Facebook stuff. She'll find stuff all over the place and, and post it on her Facebook wall. So, you know, if I was a brand or a nonprofit, I would definitely be following Beth Cantor on Facebook. I mean, she posts some pretty interesting stuff on a daily basis. So. 
that that's what I do. And then, you know, if, if you're a brand or a nonprofit and you have a Facebook page, I would make it a regular habit of just like obviously logging into Facebook, right? <laughs> Going to your Facebook page and then just, you know, clicking on edit on your page and just kind of poking around and see, is there anything different here that I could, that, that I should know about? Has anything changed? Because things, believe me, Facebook is not going to give you much notice when they change something on your Facebook page. You'll just log in one day and all of a sudden, wow, what is this thing I'm looking at? You know, so it might be good just to kind of make a regular habit of just poking around and just being curious about what, how Facebook is upgrading the platform. Fantastic. Well, thank you so no, much. No, that's good. You're very welcome. Megan, um, as we sign off today, I want to mention that uh, another really simple thing people can do regarding Facebook is win a free copy of Facebook Marketing for Dummies. Um, I wrote a review, obviously a very great one, of John's new book. <laughs> this week on my blog and I also included a fabulous picture of John which I hope everyone will go and check out and it doesn't have a caption to it and the person who leaves the best caption we're going to give them a free copy of Facebook Marketing for Dummies and, and you must and you must head over to Selfishgiving and, and, and see this you must head over to Selfishgiving.com right. yes, yes, and we will we will it's post a, that in the show it. notes as well oh my god Absolutely. they will unfollow me as soon as they see that picture <laughs> <laughs> they will unfriend me unfollow me unlike me everything <laughs> well John thank you so much for, for bringing your Facebook expertise to Cause Talk Radio today Joe where can people find you if they would like more information from you um, they can find me on my blog, selfishgiving.com. And John, how about you? Oh, yeah, johnhayden.com with an O-N, H-A-Y-D-O-N. Fantastic. And yep. I am, um, where am I? I? You can find me at causeupdate.com. Um, I work with the Cause Marketing Forum, and I also tweet at Megan Strand and at TweetCMF. Um, so again, we'd like to thank Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio, and Rashpixel.tv for hosting and supporting Cause Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. 